It's June 8th, 2023, 7.26 p.m. Central Time, and this is Temporal Experiment number one. We haven't written an introduction yet, so there isn't one. Uh, I'm Lynn. He's Jay. Yeah. We are traveling the country very slowly. <laughs> that country is the United States, and we are traveling it in a cargo van full of all the stuff we have left after we got rid of everything that we owned after 10 years in Los Angeles and Southern California. And now we go from place to place where those places are interesting to us, either as a place to live or uh, just uh, wanted to see it. Yeah. Or had friends there. And uh, we are now, I believe this is June. So we've now almost been doing this a year. How is that possible? Alexa, how many days between August 30th 2022 and today. There are 282 days between August 30th, 2022 and June 8th, 2022. That feels like less time than 10 months. It's six months plus 100 days. Okay. Should we quickly recap? We can always come back later and yeah. details about... Um... Yeah, you, do, you could do a zoom through. All right. So we we lived in uh, the San Fernando Valley of Los Angeles for, in March of 22, our last two dogs died a week apart at the age of 17. They had a great run. Yeah. It was a crap month. Yeah. Uh, one of them we knew was coming. One of them we didn't. Um, and a few days after all of that was done, I got a thought. And I turned to Jay one night when we were sitting outside on the patio, which was our living room. And I said, what if we just got a van and traveled? Yeah. We had to choose between maybe two or three options. One of one of them was small vehicle and trailer. One of them was RV. And then we thought about how both of us work remotely and really not a lot of room in an RV for people who might have overlapping meetings. We've so been... Kind of watching like van life and RV life videos for years at this point. Um, and I think we knew, and it's not just the internet problem and it's not just the desk and monitor problem. It is that we are two people who are in a lot of meetings. Yeah. So even if the internet wasn't a challenge, like just being far enough away from each other that you couldn't enter a timesheet for my work, um, <laughs> yeah, correct. It was going to be a challenge, but like I also that's that's a very very small space. Mm. Um, we have rented um, a couple of times converted vans to go camping in, and they're great for camping. They are not meant for living in. Anything larger than that was going to be more expensive than we really had the cash up front for. Mm -hmm. the The idea was always that I wanted to spend enough time in one place mm. that it was like living there and not like having a vacation there. I wanted to go to the grocery stores. I wanted to deal with the local banks and drugstores. Like I wanted, oh, yeah. wanted to feel like we lived there instead of, um, you know, we're having a nice vacation there. And we also don't have time because of our jobs to move constantly. So um, it felt like going somewhere and staying somewhere. And at the time I thought a month was so much time. Right. And Barely enough time to unpack. It is not enough time to unpack. But, you know, we sold our cars, we bought a van, I had a complete executive function fail trying to figure out how to jettison, you know, almost 10 years in one house when I'm a little hoardy and there was just so much stuff. Um, most of it was mine. 
Um, but I also like could not categorize in my head like what needed to go with us, what needed to be dealt with. So we just sort of we picked a place so that we would leave, and we turned in our notice with our landlord. And and our exit date was determined by a friend's wedding. Originally, yeah, uh, we didn't make it. We didn't make that date. Uh, yeah, we went to the wedding. We went to the wedding because we had to come back home. We were supposed to go to the wedding and never go home again. I don't remember coming back home. Oh yeah, we came back for ten days. Okay. Ten terrible, terrible days. Oh wow. Um, where we paid thousands of dollars to get rid of all our stuff. Yeah. And the first place we went was determined largely by less than one full day's drive from home. Mm. And not so far away that if it turned out we had made like we had forgotten something super important or had some sort of crisis, we could get back. So I picked a place like five hours from home in the town of Nice in California uh, on Clear Lake. A lot of where we have stayed has been driven by where can I find an Airbnb? Yeah, yeah. We can afford and has what we need in the general area that I'm looking at during the times that we want to be there. And we ended up in our first place, which was like very classic Airbnb. It was an ADU in someone's backyard in a very rural part of a rural area. And it was basically a tiny house. Um, none of the interior walls went all the way to the ceiling, except for the bathroom. <laughs> um, but so it was like, it was a decent kitchen, but it was like kitchen, living room, dining room was all together. And then there was a bedroom with a door and a closet, but there was in fact an, like an eight inch gap between the wall and the ceiling. You know, it's definitely not very private because of those gaps in the walls. Uh, we made it work and we were only there and we, we'd gotten there like a week later than I'd actually booked the start of the visit. So we were really only there for three weeks. Um, it was just like there for minutes. It was so strange. That was definitely when I learned a month. I already learned there that a month is not enough time. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you the main thing that I learned that has helped in, in the recent past is to ask your rental house host if the internet in the house is borrowed from a separate location or is it, or if it has its own router. It basically is the router in the property. Yeah. Because we need to plug our stuff into that router. And it also means you're not competing with their bandwidth, yes. which we were. Yeah, that was definitely a problem there. And they did even bump it up, I think, for or had just bumped it up when we asked. They sure said they did. They said they did. It I wasn't very remember. good, but it was also rural internet, which sometimes mm. is uh, questionable. But so we were in Nice, California for almost a month. So we went from Nice to, uh, to Lapine, Oregon, outside of Bend about 25 minutes from the south end of of bend um it's up in the lower cascades on the eastern side of the state and the eastern side of the cascades it was a full day's drive no overnight we hadn't yet learned about the long drives yet yeah we i think originally booked there for maybe five weeks and extended another two or three i think okay and that was partially because we we couldn't bear the thought of moving again. Right. So we got there and the weather was exquisite. And weather is a big part of where we're picking where we go, where we stay and when we stay there. Like we got there and that weather first like two weeks was so sweet. It was gorgeous. It was cool, but it was it was autumnal. Like it was warmish mm -hmm. in the afternoons. It was pleasant to sit outside on the deck. They had a hammock. They had a hammock. Or, uh, a big swinging bench. 
wooden swing, a porch swing, but not our porch. No. Lapine is a rural area, so we had really great dark skies. Pine trees, which we hadn't, you know, been in like true pine forest in one for a very, very long time. I lived in Texas a long time ago. We got good weather just long enough to go to Crater Lake and stay and go camping nearby on the Rogue River um, with really perfect weather the last weekend that that campground and the higher um, big roads around Crater Lake were still open before they closed them for the winter. Mm. Uh, And then we got home and I think it sprinkled a little snow that night and it was okay for a couple of days and then just like the sky fell out and I swear we were snowed snowed and iced in regularly for days at a time from there on out but it was a cute little house and another thing that's been a remarkable learning journey on this adventure has been we have already stayed so many different kinds of places and that was a double wide trailer that had been like foundationed and roofed in when it was put in place so like it was sturdy as hell and it was very well insulated you never knew from inside the house that it was 20 degrees outside. Or you couldn't even tell if it was raining. You couldn't tell if it was raining. Because Except for the windows. The roof that was that was over it. So every once in a while, like, you'd walk past one of the outside doors and stop and go, what is that noise? <laughs> well, that noise was rain. <laughs> that was my first time in a prefab. Yeah. Um, I liked it. I think I visited never stayed in one, but I, I really liked the house. And I, I thought that it was, you know, that felt like a very viable future option. The next place we went after that was just over the mountains. It's like a, a two-hour trip, and it was such a luxury to only go that far, to uh, Eugene, Oregon, which we mostly picked because I love a college town. We are not looking for a giant city to live in. Yeah. We are also looking on behalf of friends of ours, uh, who also are looking for somewhere else to settle. They have some really specific job requirements. Being near a university is probably better luck for for what they're looking for and we did do we actually did an overnight jaunt to bend just to show them bend because it's so cute didn't get a chance to like make to the coast didn't really get to like Mm-mm. jaunt to hot springs didn't see just, any goonies didn't see any goonies we happened to find an absolutely amazing airbnb in the what i think is called the whitaker neighborhood in eugene in a curve of the Willamette River. Um, there was a park literally three houses down at the end of our street, like dead-ended into a park that opened up onto a long green space that went several miles along the river. So we had amazing birding. We had wild turkeys that walked the neighborhood every day. <laughs> almost on a um, schedule. Almost on a schedule. We had, uh, at that point, there were Canada geese migrating. It was a great, funky, cute little neighborhood. And we were in a little two-bedroom, one-bath house, which is about the going uh, rate for Airbnbs that we can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, and the house next to us, which is very similar in layout and size, went on the market for, I believe, $450,000 while we were there. So that was a lot of money for a little house. Eugene was just the right size for me. It was exactly the right amount of funkiness for me um, without being like kind of big and sprawly like it turns out Portland was, which was the next place we went. Um, and we got there like the second week of December. The place was great and challenging. It was a large basement under a house with some really great ladies. They sold a product that they built in their home that was wood. <laughs> it was construction from 
like eight in the morning to nine o'clock at night every night. I got super used to it. It became really soothing to me. <laughs> um, but it was a basement and it was in Portland and there were the little windows, but we were not getting a lot of daylight. Mm -mm. It had a really grim stairwell um, that I hurt myself on in tiny ways over and over again until I did reach a point that I was unable to walk without a cane. And I'm still recovering from that injury. But really the super fun part of that was like right as we'd been there a week, we were just getting settled in and I got laid off from my job a week before Christmas. It was an affordable place and I was reluctant to do another move to anywhere else. There's sort of a money hit that we take every time we change places because we have to pay usually about a month's worth of rent in advance. And that's often three or four weeks before we even move out mm -hmm. of the place that we're already in. So we're generally running a month or two uh, rent payment ahead of the month that we're currently in, you know, and I didn't know how long I was going to take to get a job. And yeah. I knew I was going to get unemployment, but that it wasn't, you know, going to be a ton. So instead of like incurring the extra expenses of moving again, since we were in a fairly affordable place and they were nice. Um, Super nice. It was a pleasant place to be in a nice neighborhood, even if I was uh, sort of trapped in the basement because I couldn't get out because of my knee. All in all, we ended up staying there three months, which again now feels like we were there a minute. Portland was the first place we stayed where we had friends. I have a very long time friend from me, 100 million years ago in internet years, um, from the very early days of the internet, and somehow we'd never managed to meet. And we got to spend time with her and her family and her dogs and her kids. Oh, yeah. Real fun. Um, that was really nice. And especially after really three years of not seeing anybody, it was kind of wild to be living near friends. Um, it was good to be there, I think, while I was out of work, um, just because there's a lot of tension and anxiety that goes with that. And I think uh, something that I've learned is that every so often I need some dog therapy. Yeah, we definitely need to see a dog on a regular basis. Or... Lots of dog on an irregular basis. Or lots of dog in the room. That's fair. <laughs> they were actually um, fostering a tiny puppy during the time we were there. Oh, so good. Just 100% pure puppy. Um, <laughs> like complete so like dog confidence. Like it wasn't a shy puppy. She was a happy puppy. She was thrilled to be around people. Um, I needed that dog therapy real bad. But it was so cold the whole time we were in Portland. There were like two major ice and snow events while we were there. Everyone was pretty much snowed in over Christmas. There wasn't even outside hangout time. It was so unpleasant outside. Oh, yeah. We never sat at that table. We never sat at that table. And we are set outside people. This is a big deal. You know, Southern California was a wonderful place for us because we could sit outside easily like 320 nights a year. Mm -hmm. And that's what we like to do. And I found out in Lapine that snow that sticks on the ground and the streets and is an inconvenience in any way whatsoever drives me straight to rage. Um, I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. It makes me so anxious. It makes me claustrophobic. We finally left Portland after I got a job. Yay. We had known all this time that we were traveling that we were slowly vectoring towards Milwaukee. Um, we have old friends that we have known since we lived in San Diego who left San Diego at the same time we did. We went to LA, they came to Wisconsin. And then also they have um, a super scary health thing going on. And so it had always been a plan since we left LA, we were making our way in this direction. 
and I was kind of holding off a the weather um, and B for a point when we were needed because we did think that there was going to be a surgery that was going to require many helping hands. Yeah. Um, At one and, point we thought maybe we'd stay in their house. Yeah, we thought we actually thought mortgage. it worked, but yeah, that we would stay in the house and pay the mortgage so that they could just take leave from work and not have to think about it. And really happily, that's not how things have gone. But as the weather started to warm up, I did want to make our way here, but I also did not. I wasn't up for a three or four day drive that it would yeah. have been from Portland to get here. But we do these drives largely over a weekend, taking as little time off work as possible. Mm. And that often means on these longer drives that we are doing with stops. An eight hour drive is a 10 or 11 hour trip. It's exhausting. Our van is great to drive. It's very comfortable to be stuck in all day, but that's just a lot. It it's is. a long day. And uh, when I was half as old as I am now, I could drive 15, 16 hours a day. Um, and that was also tiring, but 10 would have been fine. And now I can't really do 10. It's hard. And we have a lot of rules. Like we we try to change drivers every two hours. Our van also, we bought a cargo van, y'all. It gets no gas mileage. Mm. So it needs a fresh tank of gas every four hours to, to keep it around half a tank. Um, which is as much as I'm as low as I'm willing to go. We are stopping literally every two hours on these drives. Once to change drivers and once to get gas and change drivers. And it does feel better to give the engine time to cool down. It just feels better to stand up. Oh, that's true too. Like there are a whole lot of reasons that a great that's a great policy, and we are not getting rid of that policy. Um, Real quick, Lynn, what's a great snack to have in the front of the van? Twizzlers. Yeah. Yeah. I if agree. we could get a sponsorship, Twizzlers, <laughs> we're here. I've been obsessed since I was a child. Um, there's always Twizzlers for the road trip. Um, and then I need a crunchy chip. And I'm I'm trying out the weirdest, most appealing looking chip I can find in whatever store we're stopped in. So we were in Portland and we were making our way to Wisconsin. Wisconsin was a plan. We didn't want to make that whole drive. It was also still cold. So I decided to split the difference more or less and picked us a place in Colorado. Had you ever been to Colorado before? Yes. As a child, my parents made friends with people who were ski people. And oh. so we had a, a brief existence as ski people. And also in when you live in Texas, Colorado is a fairly popular vacation destination. I think yeah. I also went once on a school trip. Oh. No, church trip. Oh, wow. Church ski trip to Breckenridge. I'd never been anywhere near that part of the country. That's really interesting because you've always gone around. Hadn't been, been to Utah, hadn't been to Wyoming, hadn't over, been to Nebraska. Uh, under. Um, hadn't seen any Dakotas. Well, I drove through North Dakota once. That doesn't count. No, not really. I liked Colorado. I loved Colorado. Um, I think our timing was exquisite. We actually found a small town on the what we know as the front range of Colorado, which means this side of the Rockies, just this side of the Rockies, the where east side, where the um, terrain turns from mountains to prairie. We were right outside Boulder in a in a town that's now really a suburb called Longmont, but still has some small town feel to it. And Longmont is part of a chain of little towns, basically up the freeway from the Denver-Boulder area towards Wyoming. Denver, Boulder, Longmont, Loveland, Fort Collins, and then Cheyenne. We got there in March. We did get a couple of snows right when we first got there, but really it was spring. and The snow didn't stay around for more than a day. It was, and really didn't stick on the street. The weather was mild. It was cool at night. Towards the end of our time there, we were definitely able to sit outside most evenings if we chose to. Uh, it cooled off quickly there. Mm -hmm. um, 
we've lived in so many different kinds of of desert and semi-arid places that I thought I was used to that, but it it dropped quickly, really quickly. Weather-wise, it was great. We were in a cool old neighborhood. There's a big swath of Longmont that is just packed in housing developments that are relatively new because it's it's Boulder suburbs on that end of town. But this is still like the the old town part of town where right off Main Street, like which is true yeah. Main Street with like oh, yeah. local businesses. Street was so main. Except there were they were in the process of building luxury apartments right up there on the intersection. And I was like, yep, we came here right in time. Oh wow. But it was a great little town. We had a really nice little house. Our friends came again while we were there. The ones who want to be the ones who want to move in our vicinity because there's work in Boulder uh, that that they could have if if they wanted to do that. And definitely Colorado like ticks. We'll talk one day about the political decisions going into like picking where to go, but certainly like we have a choice of going to a place where the politics feel comfortable to us, mm. relatively comfortable to us. We could take the opportunity to go to a place where the politics are terrible and be the change we want to see in the world. Um, Colorado is definitely closer to a comfortable political climate in a lot of ways and and then not in a couple of super weird ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, certainly Colorado is, to me, extremely purple-blue. Um, we would certainly be looking at living in redder areas and that's just life. But certainly as a place that feels much safer... Colorado ticks a bunch of those boxes, and we are not super athletic, but we are outdoorsy. It would take so long to get bored. Like, there's just so many places to see, and the there's, I think, like, four different major geographical and climate areas in Colorado. Like, it, it would take a very long time to exhaust all the opportunities. We yeah, have just there. as an example, I was floored to find that Longmont, Colorado, which I'd never heard of, and it was seemed like a very small town, had four different gaming stores. Like oh, tabletop games. And somebody went to, it's not Angry Goblin. No. It's, it's Atomic. Oh, okay. Atomic Goblin. We keep calling it, we kept calling it like Angry Goblin or the Weird Gnome or whatever. Right, right. Um, someone cut the door off with a welding torch last night and broke in and stole a bunch of stuff. Oh. So like the whole, like the temp of the town is rallied and like everyone went tonight for yeah. a big impromptu gaming session. Oh my God. Um to help them because they had to spend so much money just on emergency door repairs. Yeah. It's that kind of small town. But yes, there was four gaming stores. There was a barcade. Had that really cute brick alleyway thing between restaurants. I don't even know how to describe it. I would call it a breezeway. Okay. I don't know where I learned that word. But yeah, like a red... It was like... It looked like a fancy shopping area, like in my mind, what fancy shopping areas look like. Um, but it was a string of like brewery type restaurants and a couple of boutique clothing stores and that really cute little public walkway that went across the street to like some sort of public park that had like bison statues in it it was very inviting i think it reminded me a little bit of downtown princeton in the 1990s it also reminded me a lot of downtown fort worth yeah for sure yeah definitely that is that's the the note that it struck for me um was downtown fort worth Cute and well lit, and there were some neat businesses and restaurants there. Um, tried to like we went to a diner one day, and my God, it was a righteous diner. But they also had peppermint mochas. <laughs> like oh, I yeah. kind of loved that they sort of struck that note because it was a it, there was a post-it on the wall that said they had peppermint mochas because it had just been Valentine's Day. That's the thing I noticed 
in both Oregon and Colorado is the, the coffee shops are um, hyper local and often have month long special menus. Eugene was good, but Portland was great for coffee. Bend was great. Yeah. Lapine was, I think they had at least two coffee shops. No. Oh, no. Lapine only had a McDonald's. That was where we went to that Dairy Queen. Yes. Or <laughs> <laughs> they didn't, they didn't have anything. We tried, we found on a map a little coffee hut. And we tried to find it, but we couldn't. And then I, I looked closer on Yelp, and I saw a review um, where there was, like, rave reviews for, like, three years. And then all of a sudden, somebody was like, I don't know exactly what happened here, but I think it might be meth. <laughs> Jesus. And then a year later, someone left a, a comment or a review um, that was like, this isn't here anymore. I don't really know what happened. Mm -hmm. Um that that coffee heyday in Portland, where we literally had the barista brew down the street one way, and we had that my my what, brewed brewed awakenings. Yes, the goth the goth um coffee hut brewed life maybe brewed brewed life brewed awakenings was a thing was I another often place. drove to when was I was doing recycling. Yes, yeah. So almost two months in Colorado, and um, where my knee started to heal finally. Yay! Out of the basement. Um, no stairs in Colorado. Just the two on the deck. Yeah. But when we got there, I needed my cane and to two-step the steps to get in and out of the house. And by the time we were packing up to move, I was like trotting up and down the steps. Yay. Awesome. And so we made what I think might be our longest drive to date. I think this was an even longer drive than Portland to Colorado. Like we crossed Nebraska and looked the same the whole way. Um Yeah. I was actually better looking than I expected. Those little gentle rolling hills and all those little terraced growing. Did you say the word Iowa just Because I thought you said I. I. I was better than I, looking than I expected. Oh. Uh, babe, no. you're, you're I, a babe. Yeah, but I, not that day I wasn't. <laughs> um, we did all of Nebraska and most of Iowa in a day. And that was a lot. And it turns out it's really hard to find any hotel rooms left in Iowa on yeah, a Saturday right. night. What the hell's going on in Iowa? Um, we stayed at like a terrible place. When I, look, it was janky. You know it when you smell it. Like it just doesn't smell right. But you know it was a bed. Mm -hmm. Who cares if the bathtub was next to it? <laughs> That's a jacuzzi, I think. Sorry, it was a jacuzzi next to the bed. <laughs> um. Yeah, it had that smell. You know what I mean. Everyone knows what I mean. But I think really one of the greatest things that happened is that we stopped at one of those, one of these giant quick trip, which is not the Texas quick trip. Mm -mm. Um, these are spelled with a K, not a Q. But these giant, well-lit gas station truck stop places. Yeah. A third size, size of a Bucky's. That's great. They, they got some of everything. But, but they do, but like they have like a whole thing of like heat and eat or take, a, take and bake pizzas down the middle. If you want a chicken dinner with macaroni and cheese, they got that. Um, this is where we started to see the cheese curds showing up, mm -hmm. fresh cheese curds and smoked meats showing up in the stores. And this was a place where I'm like, you know, like we're so shredded, like our eyes are spinning. And it was like 830 at night. And I didn't know where we were staying for the night yet because I hadn't found, I didn't know how far we were going to go. So I hadn't booked a hotel yet. And I'm standing there on the quick trip you know, with all my sodas and waters and cheese curds and stuff in my hand. And I turn around and look, and it turns out in Iowa, you can just buy liquor. 
at the truck stop, bottled bullet bourbon old fashions, like ready to drink. Oh yeah, pre-mixed in a can. And I was like, that's what we need. Like I knew there was wine in the van somewhere, but I didn't know where to find it. But now we have landed, we are in, we're not actually in Milwaukee, we're in West Allis, in what to me is uh, the kind of dwelling that I think I used to see on TV when I was a kid, when we made TV shows about working class people. Um, Name a show. Oh, like All in the Family. I don't know if they actually lived in a duplex, but it, it very much had the feel of these rooms. I understand. Um, maybe like a um, Give Me a Break sort of Maybe, house. maybe. I don't the know. houses are always too big. I don't know where I know this from. Yeah, it's true. Um, but this is one of those things where like the first floor of the house is one apartment and then there's another one on the second floor. The first floor of the house is like a half story up yeah. because the basement comes out of the ground. I'm not a basement person, so this is all. Is this your first basement? No, the Portland was my first basement. Oh, and that was total basement. I don't even think of that as a basement because it was so big and so furnished. It was it was like an eleven hundred square foot apartment. Yeah. Um, it was a big place. It was mostly underground, but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean basement to me. To me, basement means cement floor. Well, it uh, was under the carpet, except for the living room, which no, they had put nice. They had not. They had certainly nice not need furniture you can sit on. Oh, um, probably where the laundry is. Maybe there's a weight bench in it. You know, that's what basement is. It's a lovely place. It's decorated um, esoterically. <laughs> that's, a, that's certainly true. I don't even know. Is that a chicken? I think it's a dragon. Oh. That would make more sense because there's that's a lot of Asian mermaid? stuff in here, but like all over Asia. Yeah. Yeah. There is a giant, giant, I think Indonesian um, god on one wall. Um, and then there's like, I think this is probably an African coffee table. A coffee table? Yeah, they they look sort of Nefertiti. Yeah. And then there's a Buddha under the TV. There's a, That's a Thai Buddha under the TV. And what looks like a Native American Jesus server there, but that doesn't make a lot of sense. It That does actually look like some sort of like maybe Central American or Guatemalan Jesus. Okay. Um, also, there's a crystal head vodka jar. Now that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> because there's a liquor store right down the road. There's like, there's five, I think five globes in here. At least two of them light up. Uh, but it, like this place is homey and cozy. And I did lose roulette on this one. Yeah. Everywhere we've gone, I have booked an initial period of four to six weeks because I don't want to get stuck in a place that's absolutely awful. So usually we get to a place and then after a week or so, I'm sure that like the neighbors aren't violent or that right. you know there's not something really broken then i'll extend our reservation i did let it go like more like two weeks i think before i thought to look and then i checked the calendar and the place is booked hmm. right up after we leave apparently wisconsin's real popular in the summer especially late june and july is fe- festival season here but we're not going far but we're not going far and i'm actually Except that we have to move again, and we'll be a little bit further away from our friends. Um, but we are going to a neighborhood a little bit south of here, but also much closer to uh, Lake Michigan, mm-hmm. um, which I'm hoping means that when it does get even warmer here in July than it's been so far, which is not. We've had some 88, 90 degree days here already that we were not expecting. Right. Um, but I'm hoping being closer to the lake will be cooler. But it's been very comfortable. Kitchen is very usable. 
the toilet is right up next to the door. It's a, you kind of have it's to a, sit sideways. You have to sit sideways. Um, it's a little it's a little crowded in the bathroom, um, and the bathtub is too high, and I can't get my injured knee over it without some anxiety. We've got a step stool. We can use a step. I, well, I, I need more on side. Oh, um, right. And there's not really a sturdy enough ledge around the edge of the bathtub for me to mm -hmm. sit and spin over. Um, so or, I'm not... Uh, there's no bar to grab on. There's nothing to grab. Like, it's mostly me being afraid for my knee, but it really is. It's it's kind of a high lift to get my leg over into it. Well, I, I will help you if you want. And then I get to see you naked. Yay. Yay. And then, so we're going to go to Racine, Wisconsin. We're going to Racine, Wisconsin next. Now that is after we do some more adventuring, which, so last weekend we went camping. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk more in the future about we how could, We camping. could do a whole hour on the, the camps we've done. We could. We could talk a lot about the camps we've I done. I think probably we'll record, the next thing I want to record anyway, uh, is just some notable dining experiences. Oh, for sure. We... And then we'll start talking about that on a regular basis. The last 282 days. Yes. Because um, we've had a bunch. We could also talk about how kitchens are sometimes weird. And we are going We are going to Door County, which is like the vacation spot yeah. of Wisconsin that isn't the Upper Peninsula. It's the Martha's Vineyard of the Midwest. The Martha's Vineyard of the Midwest. <laughs> um, We're doing that with our friends uh, tomorrow. And so we'll have that to talk about. Like... Uh, yeah, definitely ongoing features would definitely be about the things that we have eaten um, and the places that we have visited. I'm thinking um, made-to-order donuts. That was exciting. Where did that happen? That was in uh, Portland. Oh, the place Gina took us. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing pickles with your with your friend Harmony. Yes. Um, that wasn't the focus of the dinner, but <laughs> there were four different were kinds of pickles. Great. And it was fun to um, choose them. We've had a number of remarkable breakfast burritos in places where I had very little hope of getting a good breakfast burrito. Sonic. Oh, God. My beloved, my beloved Sonic. The the Marky Mark coffee that I oh, oh. drank from Barista Brew. We did not go out to eat in Portland nearly as often as we would have if I had been, A, employed, and B, not hobbled Hobbling. pretty badly. Yeah. But we had that amazing Thai food. Oh, yeah. At that funky little place with the cocktails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's enough of a tease. Um, how's your mental health? Right now? Great. I mean, how's it, how's it been being on the road as a person with anxiety and depression? Oh. Because um, I want to talk about this ongoing. This is a lot of upheaval for us. Yeah. But okay. no, I, I do want to talk about... Mental health because we're traveling. A lot of upheaval for, for two people with anxiety and depression. And various forms of ADD. And various forms of ADD. I... I'm surprised yeah. you say great because you didn't feels like you weren't great last week. No, I wasn't. No, um, the last two or three days have been good. I don't know what changed except maybe camping. Um, you know what? Camping did a lot. That was a reboot that I needed. Um, but also that fire smoke that is menacing New York this week. Hmm. We were getting last week. And we were both having so much sinus trouble that I would not be shocked if that wasn't interfering to some yeah. extent because I don't think we were sleeping that way great. Okay, 280 days worth of mental health. Um, I absolutely don't regret it. I'm having a good time. On a daily basis, I still hate myself a lot. But I have been taking more of an interest in addressing that. That's awesome. Um, because 
there are fewer things I think in the house to distract me. I was also thinking that, um, both for you and for me. Because it's not my house. Yeah. So I don't want to mess it up with stuff. Um, and so I just have less stuff. And I can certainly distract myself on a computer, but for some reason, I'm more likely to listen to a self-help book mm -hmm. or actually try to meditate, which usually ends up in sleeping. I just plan for my meditation right before I sleep. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Knowing that's where I'm going to end up anyway. I do think that you're absolutely right. Like, I also can certainly find things to distract and amuse myself, but it does feel easier. And part of it, I guess, it, it did occur to me, we don't have any major ongoing chores. Like, our biggest chore is packing up and moving. Yeah. Um, we probably should devote a little bit more structured time to cleaning and sorting and, like, sort of ongoing steps that we could be taking to make the moving process easier. Sure, okay. Um, so, like, just two hours on Saturday mornings to... Throw out stuff that needs to be thrown out. Trash is another thing we can talk about. It's been a whole thing mm. just dealing with trash. You know, just to do the little household stuff we need to do. But also, like, I know that there's a bunch of stuff we brought in here that I haven't touched. Mm -hmm. Now, some of it might be seasonal. Maybe I don't need it here. Um, uh, but I should at least reevaluate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We've got, uh, they're not huge, two or three boxes that I think we packed in Portland of just random stuff. Um, and I don't know if any of it's useful or necessary. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure all of it's useful, but are we using it is yeah. the question. Yeah, no. And 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 if we are using it, like, can it be packed in a different way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we don't need to get to it as often, that kind of thing. We can talk about stuff a lot yeah. in this podcast. Um, but I do also find that I am le I'm much less likely to get caught up because I, I don't have my million hobbies with me. I only have like 10. <laughs> Um, that's a lot less and I don't get to any of them anyway but I am willing to I, it is easier for me to go oh hey why don't I read that book for a few minutes uh -huh. um, why don't I go read that person who writes about you know mental health or whatever thinking about stuff so I think that's a, actually an excellent assessment the other thing that I think started in earnest when we were in Lapine and I think it's because I was in such a rural area and I like trees um, as I started going for fairly long for me walks, which yeah. is somewhere between one and a half miles and three miles. I did that regularly until we got snowed in. Um, and even after that, I think it did a little bit. Today, I joined a gym for the first time in at least 15 years because I fell off a bike and broke a toe. And I'm like, I can't go for walks anymore. Maybe that elliptical machine will help. Um, I am not sorry that you joined a gym and can take me as a guest. Yeah. Um, eventually I might get my own figure out how to make it affordable membership. Yeah. It's not that expensive. That's really not. It's, it's not that expensive. My Honestly, plan you is... told me about the massage chairs. Yes. And I was like, if I go to the gym, I get to use massage chairs. There's only two things I know about fitness. One of them, a doctor told me probably 10 years ago, so it might not be true anymore to raise my heart rate for at least 30 minutes, at least three times a week. No, that's what they're still saying. Okay. But will they say that about a 48 year old? with my body type like yes. i don't know if they're gonna ask me to do more so I they decided... would like you to do more but yeah. the 30 minutes three times a week is like they, they tell my mom that too okay like... interesting i figure it's also good enough to just try to close my exercise ring and my apple watch yeah i agree sometimes yeah um and right now as it stands about 30 minutes we'll do that yeah 
So that has begrudgingly helped my mental health. I really hate to sweat, but I've found out there's this thing called um, sweatbands. <laughs> and also you can bring a towel with you. And also like the 14 different kinds of cooling. Uh, yeah, Lynn made some magic uh, fabric that you get wet and you uh, rinse it a little bit and you put it on your head and it keeps your head and... It's cooling fabric. Like I think cool. most people know about it. Um, but it's, yeah, um, it just evaporates quickly and makes it cold. I do wonder if, um, to some extent, like the days are so long here, mm. um, that just the amount of sun exposure that we are getting, like sunlight exposure we're getting, we are just getting a summer bump. Um, maybe in Colorado, we were getting plenty of sun. Like we saw, we saw lots of sun. Um, Portland was really rough yeah um as we were in a basement and it was winter and it was portland the sun now comes up here at 4 45 in the morning and right now doesn't seem to really get dark until 9 15 9 20 mm -hmm. i can feel the difference but i was also really hurting in portland like i knew i had a sunlight problem yeah i am an anxious person and i'm often like a an anxious avoidant person so i would like just like la la la, ignore things that make me anxious. I can't do that here. Change makes me anxious. Uh -huh. um, but it is, it feels like it is happening in a completely different gear than the last in our eight, 10 years of my life. I recognize that change makes me, but I, I'm I'm as looking forward to it as much as I am. Oh. Um, like dreading it. I still, I have a lot of dread around the moving process because it's just always... Mm. Like, it takes so much longer than I ever think it's going to. And no matter how hard I try to uh, optimize, like, we are all, I'm always, like, cramming stuff in the last, like, 12 square inches of space of oxygen left in the van. It's, it is hard to measure, but we've gotten a lot better since Los Angeles. We are way better, and I've bought more stuff since then. Um, we've also gotten rid of stuff. I, have, I got rid of a whole, I don't know, how... How many gallons did, did you say that small blue tub is? The the smaller, like this bigger one, I think is 18 and the smaller ones are like 12. Okay. So I've gotten yeah. rid of 12 gallons worth of old electronic stuff. I decanted at least one, maybe one and a half of the smaller boxes of office stuff into hanging bags, mm -hmm. um, which is easier to make take up less space in the van um, if, you, yeah. if you hang it right. Yeah, yeah. I, vertical storage is brilliant. It's it really made a big difference, I think, in this last move. Mm -hmm. Like I just I think we got a lot more stuff in the van just because we were hanging. Out. And like now I know where the laundry equipment is. Yes, I also, um, and we can talk more. We'll talk stuff ongoing in this podcast. But for me, it really drives me kind of mad to pack stuff up in a storage bin to put it in the van to bring it in the house to take it out and strew it everywhere. Mm -hmm. If I can put it in a hanging bag or a box from which those things can be dispensed on a regular basis, for example, that hanging bag of like household and laundry stuff, it's got the stuff in it. Yeah. I bring it out of the van. I hang it on a door. I take it off the door. I go put it back in the van. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to move towards that as much as possible. Is there anything else you want to say about your mental health? Um. When I was in Portland, um, I did get diagnosed with ADHD, which is the thing that I am one of those children of the 80s um, who, uh, if only I would apply myself um, on all my report cards um, because girls didn't have 
ADHD or ADD in the 80s. Um, and I think I've been super high functioning most of my life and menopause and the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that presidency. And the previous administration, and frankly, this one too, just destroyed my executive functioning. I just, I used to have, I used to have really good masking and coping skills and I, I don't anymore. And unfortunately, it has been such an uphill battle to get drugs because I changed states. Yeah. We have, we have some things to say about logistics vis-a-vis -vis medicine. We have a lot of things to say about health. Healthcare logistics are tough. They're, they're one of the toughest things. I was using an online service. It's really the only way for me to do this reasonably. What I should have done is pretended to be in California, mm -hmm. signed up for it. In California, they will do mail order of stimulants. Yeah. Had them sent to our mail forwarder and have our mail forwarder send them on. Um, that's how I got my brain drugs. And that's how we got my other brain drugs. And it was fine. And I should have stuck with it. I guess I can try that now. I guess I can tell them, oh, moving back to California. Yeah, sure. Um, and see if I can get that to work. The drugs are good. And they help. Um, but I'm having to ration them really hard now just mm. to, to have some for the days that I super duper need them. You shouldn't have to do that. I know. Um, if, it, if it helps, I'll make phone calls for you or I'll go stand and stare at someone. It's not really. It's, it is the whole problem of crossing state lines and getting stimulants. Um, otherwise, my mental health is really good. I've not. I've had once or twice I've had panic attacks as we are starting to pack up. Because, again, that's where my dread is. My dread is about moving. Um, the logistics of moving, not even the change. Like I embrace the change. I yeah. just hate the process. And but other than that, like I don't feel like my depression has been super bad, except that I could really, really feel it when it was just too dark in Portland and I couldn't go outside. Speaking of which, Alexa, turn on living room. Gear of the episode. Anything um, new and cool that you new? Yeah. Or um, what? Any? You know what? You can name like a winner from the past six months. We uh... eight months, ten months. However long we've been on the road. Six months plus 100 days. I would, it's expensive, but it's probably the best expensive thing we've bought in the last 10 years is a mesh network system. Yeah. We yeah, used yeah. the Eero one, which, um, as my friend Eric pointed out, has not been Amazonified yet. Mm -hmm. And you get as many little devices as you think you need. You, you, one of them gets plugged into the router with a little Ethernet cable, and the rest all talk to each other, and mm -hmm. it just works. And it extends your and we safety. never have to worry about the floor plan of where we're living. Mm -mm. Like, you just lay them out so that they're roughly covering the place. And I appreciate that because I can just sit down and go to work. And the network name stays the same. So we don't have to put in new passwords. beautiful. All of it. Think about everything in your home that uses your network by name. Now, imagine if every six weeks you had to log them all onto someone else's network. Yeah. Like, that itself would have sent me home eventually <laughs> for sure um so i think you are actually right i think just being able to plug our network and have it cover the whole floor plan of wherever the hell we are whatever basement or you know weird deck or whatever the way i'm going on our van is close enough to the house that it can be on the wi-fi network for the security system um i think you're right i think the eero is the is the gold medal winner as it so as a part of that i would say get yourself a little Streaming TV device that plugs into the HDMI? That was mine. Mine, we have actually two Rokus. They're ours. And yeah, you have to log back into them periodically anyway. But I don't like have to get involved in whatever else is installed on people's smart TVs. 
I don't. We just like plug it in. We've got our remote. We, it's not perfect, mm-hmm. um, but it is way Pretty better. Close. Way better than using um, like whatever is on offer. Um, we don't have a sign off either yet. Oh, sign off. Yeah. Do we need a slogan or a catchphrase? We'll probably start going out eventually. Yeah. Let's see. What can't we use? We can't get, use. We'll see you on the road. Get get yourself. No, we can't. Um, <laughs> everyone everyone says see you in the next one. Which well, I'm not going to. Yeah. You can't even see me. I can't see you. That's true. Um, see you in the next city. Don't forget your puppy pants. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything to them. We'll explain that one day. <laughs> uh, will we see them in the next city? We're going to record another one before then. I don't know. I do what I, I'm excited to talk about food highlights. Um, and I, we were going to try to record it while camping. Um, and mm-hmm. then also see if we record some ambient sounds. Yeah. That's the other thing. If I can do it, we'll offer somewhere on a YouTube channel or I don't know, in a freesound.org or a free sound. Um, but we get some of the best ambient noise. Like it's one of the coolest parts of this trip to me too, is that like every, everywhere we go, we get a whole new set of sounds mm-hmm. and burbs and, um, <laughs> and, uh, Battling brooks. drunk neighbors. Uh, just <laughs> shouting at each other and no, riding motorbikes. To be fair, it might also be meth. <laughs> and that is a perfect closing line. Okay. Good night. Good night.